0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Podcast Under The Stairs. This is your listener choice Saturday episode of the Podcast Under The Stairs. Bonus episode 266 to be precise. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Yesterday I put out three options on our Facebook group page. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast, And said vote on one. The winner shall be chosen and reviewed on this episode. You guys did that. You went fourth. Uh, votes maybe not as close as I expected. Choice 100% why I expected. You guys landed on the New York Ripper by the late, great maestro of all things gory and uncomfortable, Lucio Filci, and we'll be doing a review of that movie after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's catch up. This is your third of four planned episodes and this week, coming from under the stairs. That is right. Tomorrow we will conclude the week by doing our 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. Very much looking forward to that. The Karate Warrior is on the docket. A lot of fun will be had on that episode. Bow show On the Teapots Collective dropping tomorrow is where to begin with Giallo. Continuing our look at Giallo Cinema. I'm looking forward to that one dropping as well. And that is you all caught up. Simple as that. Really not that much information to drop at the start of this episode, just a heads up for those that are keeping count, remember 3rd of August we'll see us kick off our summer jaunt through the Summer Teapots Top 10 series. So you have a couple of weeks left to binge watch and cram in those movies that are remaining and get yourself movie ready for the conversations are coming. Those episodes will be kicking off in earnest with eight weeks of one episode and two weeks of two episodes and all the episodes thus far are well over the four hour mark so yeah your Mondays will run along if you know what I mean Okay let's get into this. We're going to take a very short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for The New York Ripper. When I return I'm reviewing that movie right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to The Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, LegionPodcasts.com. The Psychosemantic Podcast. What do you want? To dedicate a murder to you. Somebody called for you. Yeah, who? A guy with a strange voice. Said he called you back. He sounded just like a duck. Just like a duck? the guy who attacked you is our friend who calls and talks like a duck, well, he's made his first big mistake. Yeah. Anyway, we've got all five boroughs alerted. We'll also inform all the radio stations. Shouldn't be too hard to find a guy missing two fingers in his right hand. Poor dumb cop! You don't think I'll be so to let you pinpoint me with your stupid tracing machines, do you? <coughs> the data and we'll wait till the next victim so you think you'll do it again oh yes And welcome back, so you've just heard the trailer for a feature movie review on this Listener Choice Saturday episode, we are looking at The New York Ripper, directed by Lucio Fulci, based on the story by Gianfranco Clerci uh, and Vincenzo Manino, I think that's how we're going to go with that, Uh, obviously Fulci aided here, we have Dardano Saracci as well involved and various other folks. As with all these things, you tend to find there's an amalgam of different people that are involved in kind of creating these scripts and stuff, specifically in this era of Italian genre cinema. We have Jack Headley, Almanta Susca, Howard Ross, Andrea Occippinti, Alexandra Dele Colli, Paolo Malco, Cinzia De Ponte, Comino... Oh dear, why are we doing this? Babette Nu, no. <laughs> let's try that one, uh, are all on the cast list for this movie. Synopsis is listed on IMDb for the movie is: A burnt-out New York police detective teams up with a college psychoanalyst to track down a vicious serial killer randomly stalking and killing various young women around the city. So, you guys selected a little bit of the New York Ripper. I was quite glad to sit down and re-watch this. Although, truth be told, I've watched this fairly recently. Um, I'm a big fan of this movie for my sins. This is a change in direction for the old, day uh, The old filchie man. Uh, because he is... How do, how do we put this? This is the movie he makes right off the back of doing his Gates of Hell trilogy, so he's been doing this kind of supernatural zombie shit, you know, for a couple of years, he's done Zombie Flesh Eaters, moved into a City of the Living Dead, The Beyond, House by the Cemetery, and between that, tackled a little bit of pull with his Black Cat adaptation, so he's been sticking in one realm, and then he returns to, you know, the Jolly. But as, this one's not even really a jally, so to speak, as it is like a kind of crossover jally slasher movie. And it is wonderfully skeevy. Like, watching this movie, if your skin ain't crawling, um, then, you, you know, it's on too tight. I think that's a, a famous phrase from a, <laughs> from a trailer. But it, it really is, like, this is a movie which is a nasty little fucking film and I think Fulci is fully aware of that he really leans into being not only kind of Lecce behind the camera but this is a horribly chauvinistic movie from start to finish women are not painted in any way shape or form as good in this movie it um, also has like these little nuances, which I think make things interesting and wonderfully creepy in equal measure. Uh, the fact that in this movie, particularly, the killer has this kind of quasi Donald Duck kind of squawk thing that he's doing is weird and kind of a level of kind of sinister deviance, which really. That's one of the more unsettling things, even above the, the viciousness of the killer. But the other quirks that the killer has as well, specifically who he's going and targeting, I think is just not the norm for these sort of movies. It's almost as if Fulci is kind of trying to move out of the the wake of what people like Argento and stuff like that are now doing with the subgenre genre of, of the Jally. He really is not looking for, like, the prettiness either. This movie being shot, quote-unquote, in New York and moving away from the kind of jet setting that you would expect for this sort of genre movie uh, being set in, you know, some beautiful Italian city, by this point, as being in, quote-unquote, New York things just have this very grim feel. There's there's very little beauty in the cinematography in this movie. It's all very grey and very kind of monolithic city kind of palette that, that, that you're getting forced upon you as well. It's very oppressive. The cinematography itself is very oppressive and I think that, kind of works to its advantage as well. It really does make the movie feel even sleazier and scuzzier than you are getting with some of the previous kind of filchy work within this genre. I mean, it also is incredibly leery in the deaths. I think when you look at a movie that I discussed recently on the Italian collection of Blade in the Dark um, by uh, uh, Lamberto Bava, and I spoke about how the death sequences felt incredibly drawn out and nasty, and that's the direction we're going now. Uh, that kind of impact of our gentle raising the stakes and the violence is really now the new norm in these sorts of movies. So as a result, whether it be you know a death on uh you know on a ferry with a woman trapped in a car, which goes on for what feels like forever and gets more. Leery against her being trapped and her being stabbed. That the fact that you're adding the kind of Donald Duck esque quack quack voice over the top of it, and the score which is pulsating through as well, it just all adds up to something really rather unpleasant. And I think that's why I like it as much as I do. Like when I think of Filchi of this time period. I'm thinking about maggots and supernatural entities and zombies and all the rest and he's the master of that but his movies are kind of fucking grim and the fact he takes that attitude over and makes something which is pure exploitation at a time period where people are now moving into these kind of quantified slasher tropes and slasher cinema, the fact he strips all that back and just makes this like a pure murder mystery, but with extreme bouts of violence, I think really aids what is going on here. That being said, I will be honest about this, when I sit and do my top five filches, New York Ripper's probably not going to be in there, because it does suffer a few things, the the movie overall feels kind of rushed. The ending, whilst I like the reveal, I do feel it's unmerited. I do feel it kind of falls into that category of, well, this ending will do, which Filci himself is notoriously guilty for. I feel at certain sections the story just overall feels rather rushed. And that's a shame because, like I say, overall there's, there's quite a bit in here that works quite well. The practical effects. This is a cheaply made movie, so it doesn't have that gore that you're getting um, on the levels or something like the Beyond, where you know you're watching some true amazing feats of practical effect technology. It's you know, it's it, we're moving away from that in this one. It's all kind of rough, ready. Let's slap it together and let's give the the audience some deaths. So that kind of works against it as well. The mystery, I think, though, is compelling. Whilst I say the ending doesn't feel like it's necessarily merited, I do enjoy the journey. The journey to that point feels very much served in a a capacity that I can sit back and just let it wash over me. It is absurd in parts, but... Nowhere near the level of absurdity that you're getting in Jolly, even a couple of years before, with the Scooby-Doo reveal of the you know, the lighthouse keeper. I'm just using this as an example. But the lighthouse keeper, who you saw in the first frame of the movie, being revealed as the ultimate killer at the end. We're not as Scooby-Doo with that. And also, I like the, the premise of the kind of worn-out detective. We tend to, in Jolly specifically have, you know, the idea of the jet-setting stranger who's just flung into this mad, you know, ha- hazard mystery and will work with the police, but ultimately he'll solve it himself because he's he's our savvy guy. And this one, we've got the cop that is just beaten down by working horrible fucking crime scenes, and guess what? He's about to tackle the most horrific one of the lot. I love that. I think it's an interesting element that just... Easily slides over the top and makes me kind of fucking happy. I think that delivers in spades as well. Now, this is the sort of movie that if you're not familiar or offy with the the oeuvre that is Lucio Fulci's cinema, New York Ripper is not one you start with at all. Um, it is, like I say, a quite grubby, grimy little movie, and the sort of one as an entry point that I think could give the wrong impression of the tact and at times nuance that Filchie would bring to the screen in his other movies. This one is a very flat, very creepy, skeevy little movie. You know what I mean? This is kind of post-maniac and it has a lot of those vibes of, you know, just, you kind of feel dirty watching it, Um, but Filchie himself even through the, the zombie work he done, but before that as well, whether it be a movie like Don't Torture a Duckling or The Psychic or, you know, movies in those realms is a guy who had a great deal of depth and skill, which is not in display in this movie. This movie is designed for that one purpose that I mentioned and it delivers it very focused that way. So I would say if you were trying to get into the movies of Fulci, I would say that this is kind of, medium-level Fulci. You want some entry-level stuff to kind of bring you in the door and get you seed, But you don't jump straight in to New York Ripper. Uh, interestingly enough, I also hear a lot of people get confused between New York Ripper and Manhattan, baby. Trust me, you should not be getting confused with those two movies. Completely fucking different. Um, and, you know, different watching experiences entirely. So, yeah, I think it's worth... It's like, If you've not seen it in a while, it's definitely worth going back to check it out. If you are new to Fulci, then maybe don't start here. Maybe check a couple of his 70s output first before swinging into New York Ripper. Um, If you are familiar with his work but maybe not watched it, it'll be an interesting one for you. It's not, like I say, it's not the most accessible Fulci uh, at all, but... I don't think it necessarily deserves some of the criticisms it gets. Um, it is no more nasty or misogynistic than a lot of slashers that are out in this time period. Um, and at least with Filchy, you get a killer with Donald Duck impersonations. I mean, that's worth something, surely. When it comes to a grade for this one, I really like this movie. It's a four out of five. Like I say, it's not top tier Filchie. I've changed my opinion a lot on this over time. This originally started off as a three, but every time I watch it, I, I tend to find myself liking it a little bit more. And four is where I land for it for this recording. So there you go. Four at five for a little bit of New York Ripper. We'll take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. And you've been listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. This has been bonus episode 266, another one of those listener choice Saturday episodes. Looking at your choice of movie from the three that I put up on the poll. It was, of course, Lucio Filci's New York Ripper hope you enjoyed that review. There'll be more options for listener choice Saturday coming this Friday on the Facebook group page. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash T cast. There's a multitude of ways to check out this show. Wherever you're listening to me right now, hit subscribe on that feed. That way you never miss an episode coming out from under the stairs. Subscribe to the T Collective to ensure you never miss anything at all that I record, produce and release. Couldn't be any easier than that, ladies and gents. Check out our website, is teapotscast.com and you can support this show by buying merch by going to tputtscast.bigcartel.com Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputtscast. If you want to check us out on the Teapots Collective Facebook page, that's facebook.com forward slash tputtscast. Reach out and touch myself and the baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram, Twitter, both can be followed at pots cast and check us out on the Flick Chat app, which is free and available for Android and iOS users. Our join code there is Teapots Cast. And as i done with that pin tomorrow we will return to you with a new episode, a brand new Sunday episode, looking at another one of the titles from the 88 Films Italian Collection series. Up in the docket is Karate Warrior, so I'm looking forward to finally getting into that one. I hope it is as absurd as the name suggests we'll find out tomorrow so until then wherever you are whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off